Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Dresmick Wicked is lonely on the lead. He's up by four on the outside. Don't tell me again. Cutting into the margin, but it's Mick Wicked four years later back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter who sweeps past to the outside. Homicide Hunter trotting into the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4. The fastest trotter ever. Dewey did some good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Giddy up. Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rockin' Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rockin' Ron, bit of a legend. On the outside, bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and 1. Homeward bound in gold cup and soccer. 59, somewhere fancy. Rockin' in heaven. Rose Run Quest is there. Here the alerts have won a Five, Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside. Sharton start a feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Sharton digging deep. Sharton's going to dig in here and get the win here. Sharton, tough on the front end. That none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. Giddy up. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Hold on to win! Foiled again, tough as nails! And Mike Bozich. The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! Giddy up! Well, the snow is falling, and it's another beautiful Thursday afternoon. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And, Mike, you said it was snowing in Maryland this morning. It was snowing here um, yesterday afternoon. I'll tell you what, uh, the seasons are changing. It's Friday, dude, and we're on the oh, air. Can you believe Friday. that? No. Listen, uh, <laughs> got my days mixed up. Go figure. Well, well, listen, we've been on the air every Thursday morning for what, the last how many years right now? So, hey, we, we could excuse that one. But uh, we're on the air Friday. Had some technical difficulties yesterday, but uh, we got all that cleared up. And uh, we're on the air on this beautiful Friday morning. Actually, yeah, it was snowing on the on the way to uh, Harris, Philadelphia today. And, and they kind of predicted it. I predicted that you might get a couple of snowflakes, but um it's obviously nothing that's going to stick. I mean, it's still a little bit too warm, but uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, hey, it's that time of year again. It's dark early now. It's it's actually it's kind of a depressing kind of year or time of year to be honest <laughs> with you. Yeah, well, it's not so depressing. We've got the uh, Mike and Mike Awards coming up uh, in just a couple of weeks. 
So we're looking forward to that. We'll have an announcement about that on next week's program, uh, the 2019 Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards are steadfully approaching. And uh, we're looking forward to that a little bit later than usual this year, but that's okay. You know what? Better late than never. Yeah, no question about it. And, uh, you know, usually we, we usually have it around the end of December. So so we uh, there's still a lot of time to get your, uh, you know, to start thinking about uh, what your nominations are going to be. As always, we've got great categories. And uh, I'll tell you what, a lot of them are going to be interesting this year. You know, to be quite honest with you, over the last couple of years in a couple of categories, it was kind of a, you know, slam dunks as far as, uh, you know, who was who going to win. But this year, I'll tell you what, a lot of wide open uh, categories, I think, this year. It's going to be very tough to predict who the not only the nominees are going to be, but certainly who the winners are going to be. So it's going to be interesting. Certainly stay tuned. Great show coming up for you this morning. Uh, we're going to talk to Joanne Looney King. We were going to talk to her about Lions Sentinel heading into the matron last night, but we all know how that turned out. So we'll ask her about that. How about Sharton? Uh, headed to the TVG Mayor's Final in search of Horse of the Year honors. Uh, Andrew Shades Dembski joins the program. Mike, you, uh, you're you from Pennsylvania, so the Harrisburg sale affects you some. And, you know, he's going to talk about horses like Gangsta Rat. What a name for a racehorse. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. But uh, once again, another uh, great sale. It ends today. Um, you know, uh, Obviously, lots to talk about there. How about Darlin on the beach selling for uh, what four hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Going to go to Diamond Creek, so that certainly is going to be uh, very interesting. Just lots to talk about in the in the sport of harness racing. The matrons uh, were yesterday for the two year olds. The three year olds will be next week. So lots of good stuff. You know, we had John Hensley on the program last week, and uh, it, actually that was the first time we've had John on the program, and. Uh, you know, he's done some good things over at Dover. You know, I mean, as far as uh, we talked last week about changing the condition sheet and, and, and making racing very competitive there, a very attractive wagering product. And, you know, it's it's good to see, you know, it's, it's good to see people try to do something different in this industry, you know, because let's be honest, change is sometimes tough to come by. It's tough to convince people to try to change. And he's doing some different things over there. And he's really made Dover a, a very, very good wagering product over the last few years. So hats off to them people. Yeah, for sure. They're doing a heck of a job. We're also going to talk to Jessica Otten, who will talk about the TVG finals. And we're going to talk to Gina Maybe, Mike. Uh, Gina Maybe joins the program to talk about the 2019 Potomac Pace at Rosecroft Raceway and what a field that is drawn. Boy, you aren't kidding. I was looking at the entries yesterday. Holy moly, that is a star-studded field. And good for our man Pete Meadows gets the call, uh, you know, just a fantastic field of horses there, including McWicked and and a horse, actually a dark horse that I want to bring up real quick before we get the shades on our first time out. Is a horse that I saw here a couple of days ago at uh, Harris Philadelphia, a horse that I think is coming back into form, and that's Delta Winner. Went okay. forty nine and one at Harris Philly under wraps. Wasn't asked. And you know, a couple of years ago, uh, and I can't honestly, I can't remember if he was a finalist or if he actually won uh, the upset of the year award. He was I, a finalist. I don't think, yeah, he was a finalist. Yeah. And uh, he's so he's got the ability to pull off the upset. And I'm going to tell you, he's in real good form and he's going to go off really, really big as far as odds go. So I'm going to I'm going to maybe uh, put some money in the Bet America account and take a shot. 
There you go. You got to take take some money and uh, go after him. But uh, we're going to be talking to into Andrew Shade Dembski on this side of the commercial break. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by the USTA and Bet America. We'll be right back. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires. Hey, racing fans, we all know the ride begins well before the starting gate. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, industry events, breeding, news, and more. You know, everything that'll give you an edge come post up. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Family property call 1-800-GAMBLER. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training service in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. We're back for this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America, Mike Carter and Mike Bozich, joining you live from the USTA Studios in Columbus, Ohio. What a great day it has been thus far. We're going to talk to our man, Andrew Shade Dembski. And Shade, let's talk a little bit about Harrisburg. Of course, the yearling sale is uh, something that we want to highlight. But how about Darlin on the beach? $450,000 yesterday. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. some of the uh, money being dropped here this year. That's one of the things that uh, I think on the first day uh, was going to be a big question. They had a really good year last year, and I think halfway through, I know you want to talk uh, a little yesterday, but even the first day, uh, I had to ask some people, how how are we doing halfway through? And people said, well, we had such a good year last year, so we're, we're about where it is, but it was so good. If we match it, we'd be happy, and they're just surpassing this. Uh, these numbers are just absolutely astronomical this year at the sale. So, yeah, another big one yesterday, uh, but uh, hopefully we'll see a, a few big ones today as well. Shades, Mike Bozich here. You know, one of the questions that we, we – I love to talk about this particular subject because it seems like each and every sale, whether it's Lexington or whether it's Harrisburg or some of the others, it seems like year after year records are set as far as money spent, um, you know, as far as um, – just how much people would spend for uh, a racehorse. Uh, so this is the question that I have, and I'm going to throw it at you. I throw, we always throw it at a lot of different people when we have sales, but I want to throw it to you. Where do you think uh, – do you think that the money that is spent on these horses, whether it's harness or thoroughbred sales, do you think that's indicative of the health of the industry? 
I absolutely do. And actually, I made that point yesterday uh, to a buddy I was talking to. I think this is kind of a good measure. And at this sale in particular, we're showing how strong uh, the standard bread industry really is right now. Is this really uh, this sale does represent a huge portion of the industry. People here from overseas, across the country, uh, spending some big money. I mean, day one we saw that uh, gangster rat, the muscle hill, go for over half a million. Uh, really, just tremendous numbers. And I tell you what, if people didn't notice it, by the end of the yearling sale, day three, uh, they grossed over 40 million, and that's only the second time they've done that in the 81 years of the sale's history. So if you want to talk about measuring uh, how strong the industry is, I think there's there's a good indication that uh, we're doing pretty well. Now, Shade, let's talk a little bit about Gangster Rat. Uh, $500,000 purchase. Uh, you had a couple at four hundred. You got a couple at two hundred and three hundred thousand. How amazing was it for you? Uh, and I'm assuming this is your first uh, yearling sale for the standard breads, anyway. How, how much? How cool was it to you to see that kind of money being dropped on some of the sports' uh, bigger names? Well, I think what's what's kind of fun is uh, flipping through a sales book and kind of trying to predict which horses might go for some significant money. And sometimes you're completely off, and sometimes the horse really surprises you. So, yeah, uh, seeing some of those horses on day one, which was expected to be uh, the biggest day of the sale uh, on Monday. And then the numbers were solid Monday. I think they averaged 114000 and uh, I think they did over $19 million, which was uh, up over 20% from last year. So uh, the sale was super strong uh, on Monday. And yeah, I think it's kind of fun when you have a horse in the ring that you might not have kind of guessed yeah. going into it, uh, would go for a big price and all of a sudden you're, you're watching this kind of silent bidding war going on. Uh, and you watch these prices go up, up and up. And uh, as uh, Mike Bozich said, uh, Carter, this was, they really just show how strong the industry is when you see people spending this kind of money. And, uh, you know, in this sport in particular, like a lot of people know, I, I kind of come from a thoroughbred side. I'm always really impressed uh, as to how solid the purses are getting, especially here in Pennsylvania. They, they keep building and building. And, you know, people sometimes say in thoroughbred racing, for instance, oh, you're spending that much money, how are you going to get it back? Well, you know, in standard racing, horses are racing every week. <laughs> and if you, if you find a good one as a sale, you'll get it back and hopefully more. So some of these horses certainly might be worth uh, some of these astronomical prices. Visiting with Andrew Dembski, otherwise known as Shades. Now, Shades, for people that may not be familiar with, the, uh, you know, the whole atmosphere or how sales work, uh, can you kind of talk to us a little bit about what a newbie is uh, supposed to expect when they go to one of these sales? Yeah, well, you know what? It's really a kind of unique experience in that you kind of have free reign to visit uh, any farm, uh, any bloodstock. Uh, you want to check it out, and you could really go anywhere you want, check out all the horses. And besides the, the sales ring, uh, which is, you know, maybe – to some people, some of the more exciting parts of it, especially when you get some horses that keep climbing up, up, and up in the bidding. Um, I mean, there's so much to explore. There's there's so many vendor areas as well. Uh, if you want to check out some unique products, I mean, if you want a race bike, you'll find a race bike. If you want a, a vegan belt, I think I saw some vegan belts. Uh, so there's so much you, you could shop at as well for not just horses, which is kind of cool. A lot of uh, farms are uh, so welcoming, which is very cool. And of course, that's that's just by nature of what, what a sale is. You want to be welcoming to your potential buyers, but uh, everyone will talk to you. You'll see if you're not just uh, catch there to see the, um, 
the horse flesh, you're, you're probably going to run into a bunch of Hall of Fame trainers, a bunch of uh, prominent owners. Uh, so everyone's here. Everyone's exceptionally friendly, uh, which is really cool. And I, I've kind of discovered that getting more and more involved in the standard bread side of this sport. Uh, everyone's very willing to talk and uh, it's just a really lax atmosphere. So you'll get the excitement in the sales ring. You'll get to do some shopping. There's always good food available. Make sure you just hang out and, and, and nosh a little bit. Uh, so uh, awesome day uh, every day. And it's been a tremendous week, really, here in Harrisburg. All right. Well, Shades, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck to you, uh, of course, as uh, you continue along and, and uh, doing some great work for the uh, PHRA. What's, uh, so what's going on? Uh, what's ahead maybe over the next couple of months? I know we're kind of getting into the winter. The cold weather uh, is uh, is here, actually. <laughs> as, I was driving here, as I was driving to work here at Harrisville, it did start to snow today a little bit. But uh, So what's going on maybe over the next couple of months? What can we look forward to? Yeah, well, uh, if you're not following us on social media, be sure you are. You follow us at Ten Horse Racing. That's Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Um, I've personally been traveling to every track, and I'm putting together a nice little video series. I think I have about five of them cut already. Uh, that's highlighting kind of all aspects of the industry, uh, some jobs people might not know about, kind of what it takes to put on the show that is horse racing. So uh, that series is going to be coming out this winter. Hopefully it'll be able to release probably two or three a week. So as we get to that kind of slow down in the racing, uh, our social media is still going to be strong with pretty awesome content. So if you're not following us, be sure you follow us at 10 horse racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Good stuff. Shades. We appreciate you joining us, buddy. We'll talk to you next month. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. You take care. All right, that was our man Shades, and uh, of course, for those of you that don't know why we call him Shades or why his nickname is Shades, it's because, Mike, he's got an endless array and stockpile of sunglasses. Yes, he does, and he wears them on the air. If you missed him at the uh, Tampa Bay Downs feed, he loves to wear his Shades, and uh, that's where he got his nickname from, and it's kind of stuck. All right, that's our man, Shades Andrew Dembski. Still lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA, Joanne Looney King, Jessica Otten, Gina Maybe, all in the on-deck circle. And we'll come back with more after this on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun in wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. 
Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. We're back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. And we're joined now by Joanne Looney King. And Joanne, I don't know where to start with you because you've got Sharton headed to the TVG with my vote for Horse of the Year again. And then you've got Lion Sentinel, who not only was great in the Breeders' Crown, but come back and in crowning glory last night in the Matrix. Well, yeah, uh, me too. It's just, uh, first of all, Lion Sentinel. She's just a just a good horse. She she has a uh, uh, great breeding, great class, and uh, you know, about the time we we started training her, she was just getting good. She was just finding herself, and she has just thrived. And uh, we're so pleased with her. So pleased with her, and uh, you know, she'll be finishing. Her racing at the Three Diamonds, uh, she'll, and that'll be at the Meadowlands, and that'll be wrapping it up for her this year. So uh, we're hoping to finish finish up, too, with her. Joanne, Mike Bozich here. Let's talk a little bit about Sharpton. I mean, obviously, she has just been phenomenal again this year, and she's getting set to go to the TVG. Tell us how she's been training, how she's uh, coming into that race. Well, uh, you know, we've, we have the seven hole with Dover on Wednesday night in the Mayor's Open. Uh, we're just, uh, that's going to be a prep uh, for the TVG. We, we're pretty sure she's over this business now. Uh, it had hit her pretty hard. I, uh, you know, we look back, we second guess ourselves, and then we think, well, should we finish out the year? Should we stop? With, but it, we want to finish out the year regardless. We, we want to finish it out, go to the TVG, make it, you know, she's been going since February. Uh, we we just want to finish this thing out, and we think she can do it. And uh, we'll just see see what happens. Uh, it'll be a great accomplishment for her to finish the year. Now, Joanne, obviously uh, some disappointment after following the Breeders' Crown, but it's a long, long season. Talk about what that kind of a season is like for a horse like Sharton. Obviously, you guys have been racing since February or March, and, you know, that long season uh, takes a toll on them after a while. Uh, well, sure it does. Sure it does. And she had just peaked just before she got sick. She, she, and and she's done this two years. Started at the Matchmaker and finished up at the TVG through the Breeders' Crown. So, uh, you know, she's a pretty tough cookie. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, we, uh, uh, you know, we've 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 been so happy with her performance and. Of course, uh, look, you know, I admit that was a tough defeat in, in the Breeders' Crown. That was a real tough defeat, but that goes with it. That goes with it. Uh, you, you know you're going to get beat at some point. You know, you can't win every single race. Uh, you'd like to, but you're going to get beat. That was a tough defeat. Hope, hope, we can, hope we can come back 
uh, and uh, when, uh, I don't know. We're just going to go with it and uh, be happy with this great year. And, hey, you know what? How bad is second? How bad is second to Caviar Dally? It, it's not what we're used to, but it's uh, it's not all that bad. And, and I'm real proud of our mayor and uh she has credentials that shows she's the toughest gal this year, and she's the toughest horse. And uh, I'm, I'm all, I, I think she has credentials for horse of the year. So, absolutely, I think, uh, yeah, no question <laughs> about it. Joanne, let's uh, let's talk about some of the other horses in your stable. You know, we obviously you've got Sharpton, you've got Lion Sentinel. Let's talk about maybe a couple of the other horses that maybe fly under the radar because of those two superstars. Uh, well, of course, you know, don't tell me again. Um, people wonder where he is. He's in the sale today. He's at Harrisburg sale today. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, kind of uh, we're hoping to bring him home, but you never know about that. That's uh, that's a tough one. Uh, then we have some uh, new horses came over from New Zealand. We have one we just went with, uh, big on personality. Uh, and I will say he's pretty big on personality. <laughs> he's a problem child. But, he, and you know, Jimmy, he can go. And I'm telling you, my husband can train anything. He never gives up on a horse. He's such a good trainer that me and Rich Pellucci had so much faith in him. And uh, uh, last night, uh, another little horse that I bought at the sale, phase three, uh, coming back again, uh, time watching uh uh, oh, we've, uh, I don't know, we, we uh, Q's Cruise, uh, Little Ben, uh, uh, we're just so blessed right now. We've worked so hard for so many years, and our stable is, it's just it's such a, it's such a high point that uh, we just, we just thrilled with this. It's, I can't even begin to tell you. We went five races last night at Dover. How about that? That's just, a, that's an amazing thing for me and Jimmy, that's, we're just thrilled. We're just thrilled. It makes those 18-hour days that you put in and those seven days a week that you work really worth it. And you can go to the track and win. Well, Joanne, what a season it has been for you guys. And I have to say, just like last year, and, you know, people said, oh, you're crazy for not picking McWicked. Just like last year, you still got my vote as it stands right now for Horse of the Year. So good luck coming up, on, uh, coming up mm-hmm. next weekend at the Meadowlands, and uh, we'll be cheering for you. Mike, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, that was John uh, Lutie King. Yeah, Mike, I gotta tell you, um, you 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 stuck your your uh, yourself out there last year with uh, you know with with Charton, your vote for Horse of the Year over McWicked, and I, I gotta tell you, buddy, I appreciate that. I mean, you you made you said it on the air. You made no bones about it. You know, a lot of people like to keep their votes to themselves, but. Uh, you know, you're pretty transparent with that kind of stuff. I like it. Well, well, he, here's the thing uh, as far as she goes. You know, she was the first mayor to ever make a million dollars in a season. And, you know, some of the things that she had done um, throughout the season had just been amazing. And, you know, yeah, she didn't win the Breeders' Crown. Yeah, she suffered two straight defeats uh, to Caviar Alley. But listen, you know, she could come back with a romp in the TVG and things could all of a sudden be shaken up. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it kind of all shakes out and uh, goes from there. But, you know, as it stands right now, she's got my vote for horse in a very competitive, uh, by the way, horse of the year battle. 
All right, so lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Just gotten to the on deck circle. We're going to talk some Meadowlands Harness Racing Plus. Gina Maybe will be joining us, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Potomac Pace. And boy, I'll tell you what, what a feel. If you haven't had a chance to check out the depth of that field, go to U.S. Trotting right now and check it out because it's a great, great field uh, coming up at Rosecroft. So we'll talk to Gina about that. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. We'll be back in just a moment. From the edge of your seat starts to the white knuckle finishes. Horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other. One that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan. PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. Learn more about the PHRA's mission at PennHorseRacing.com. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Whitback Farm yearlings are born to compete and raise to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Whitback Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, on Gate September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th and eighth. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. On this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. And we're joined now by Jess Gotten from Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. And Jess, we were just talking with Joanne Looney King about Sharton, possible horse of the year implications. We're going to talk some TVG finals coming up uh, coming up this morning. But some big news is Lion Sentinel is headed to the Three of Diamonds. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be um, a good couple of races that weekend. You know, the eliminations, if possible, will, or if needed, will be next weekend or the weekend before. And then TVG's the 23rd of November. So we're definitely looking forward to it. Lots of good horses. Um, it can definitely be a long season for the two-year-olds, but um, a lot of trainers aim for the end of the season because there's a lot of money to be made. So it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see who shows up. All right, just got an old friend joining the program, Mike. How about that? So it's like a blast from the past a little bit. Jessica, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Well, tell us what's coming up uh, at the Meadowlands. Obviously, you've got uh, big stakes races coming up and uh, some other things. Uh, just uh, some great, great, uh, great harness racing at the Meadowlands. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, we're really excited for the TVG and Fall Final Fours, you know, um, make wicked. Um, unfortunately, we won't be able to see Lather up because he retired. But, you know, that was a fun rivalry, rivalry to watch all summer long. Um, you've got Dorsador Hanover. Um, you know, they have to race in 50% of the legs of the TVGs all summer long to be guaranteed a spot, and then um, they go on from there. But there are, there was a couple of invites as well. You know, Green Shoe won't be coming to the TVGs, but Jim Panzi is aiming for the TVG, so that will be interesting. He'll have to take on the older trotters as well. Yeah, Jessica, obviously the TVG is setting up to be a great night of racing action, but let's take a look at uh, the field of open trotters. Uh, you've got six-pack. Uh, Guardian Angel AS, those two currently lead the standings with 75 points and 72 points, respectively. Uh, but then you drop back to the fifth and sixth spot, Lindy the Great in sixth place. You mentioned uh, that they have to start in 50% of the legs to be guaranteed a spot in the finals. So you have a horse like Lindy the Great who's really put uh, things together as of late uh, who could potentially get left out here. Yeah, and, you know, Lindy's a great kind of um, come together, I, I want to say, like, the, the second half of the season, you know, was racing really well up at Mohawk, and then um, we saw him bounce back down at Hoosier, and, you know, I think he, he bloomed a little late in, in taking on the older trotters this year, but definitely has been um, competitive. Um, I'm not 100% sure if, you know, if um, there's not enough starters that race in half of the races per se, if the ones that still have enough points can get into it. But he's definitely put a mark on the, um, or the mark of people's programs as of late in the season. And he's been kind of fun to watch, you know, very competitive. And he definitely surprised everybody down at Hoosier. Visiting with Jessica Otten from the Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. Now, Jessica, for those that may not be familiar with the TVG, uh, kind of like the series, tell us a little bit more about it. Uh, tell us when it is, when the eliminations are, if needed, and when the finals will be. Um, yeah, so there are two, four, six, there's eight or six races, excuse me, throughout the summer. Um, they start and they kind of travel a little bit. You know, you've got the um, William Houghton Memorial, the Sam McKee Memorial, you got the Canadian De uh, Pacing Derby. Um, for the old Pacers, obviously, and the um, Alaraz, the Breeders' Crown Final, um, and another one, um, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but uh, so they kind of travel and uh, race and all those, and you, you gain points um, first through last place, um, and then it says you have to be participated and gain points, obviously, in 50% um, of those legs, and then the TVG eliminations, if needed, will be the weekend before. I think it's the the 15th and 16th is the weekend before, and then the 23rd is um, going to be the finals, um, which will be a, it'll be a very fun night. There's um, a couple of horses that will be, I guess, retiring, you could say, after the races and going on to do other duties afterwards. Yeah, Jessica, obviously horse of the year implications on the line at the Meadowlands coming up in a couple of weeks. And, you know, I say that because you have a horse like Chartin, who has won uh, four of the six legs of the TVG series, uh, minus the Alaraj and the Breeders' Crown, and the two winners of that was Caviar Alley. But then you've got Manchego coming in on the mare trotting side, who has a very big chance at Horse of the Year honors as well. Yeah, uh, I was kind of listening to uh, what Joanne was saying there. Um, you know, I kind of thought after, you know, uh, Chartin and um, – Better's Wish and Green Shoe all finished second in the Breeders' Crown. And um, where we you Butte, Manchego, uh, they got their second crowns. Um, so it, it kind of kind of was coming down to the TVGs for me. But, you know, seeing as Green Shoe uh, 
isn't coming to the TVG, that definitely puts a question mark next to him. You know, Starton's been sensational all year, heck, for the last two years. Um, so it, to see her win the Breeders' Cup, or to, excuse me, to win the TVG would definitely make me take another look at my vote. Um, I believe Better's Wish is thinking about coming to the TVG as well. I know there was talk about where were you, you coming. So they have to take on the older horses, and I think if they can step up and show that they can perform with them, they're definitely worth another um, another look. Uh, Manchego, you know, she was another one that kind of around Hambo time really put things together, and she's been so strong at this last half of the season. How can you not take another look at her? So I think the poll right now is really wide open, and I really do think it comes down to the TVG finals to see who can perform, who can, you know, keep going. Like I said earlier, it's a long season for a lot of these horses. Like, Sharton's been racing since the matchmaker at Yonkers, and that's in uh, April, I believe, or the end of March. So it is a long season, and there's a lot of money to be made towards the end of the season. So if you can keep your horse fresh all year long, that, that says something as you as trainer and, and, um, and a groom. So like I said, it's definitely going to come down to uh, the TVG finals for my vote. All right. Well, Jessica, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Well, uh, certainly all eyes will be uh, on the TVG eliminations and finals coming up over the next couple of weeks. And listen, you're doing a great job over there at the Meadowlands. We're so proud that you got kind of got your start here post time with Mike and Mike. And uh, we're certainly proud of you and where your career has gone. And uh, we can't wait to see what the future holds for one Jessica. Thank you so much. And like I always say, I couldn't have done it without you guys. So you guys got me started and I'll, um, I'll always be appreciative of that. All right. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right. That was Jess Gotten. And, uh, Mike, it's good to see the post time with Mike and Mike graduates go on to good things. Yeah. Our, her tuition bill's in the mail. That's for sure. <laughs> right. yeah. She still owes us about 15 grand. She doesn't know it yet. Yeah, well, she said she's going to pay us like $5 a year for the next thousand years. But yeah. uh, nonetheless, uh, no, it's good to see Jessica go on to do great things. I mean, she's, you know, we, I mean, Michigan born and bred, right? And, uh, you know, no, I Canadian remember bred, her. Mike, Michigan, and, Michigan raised. And I remember, yeah, yeah. And I remember when she was just so small, when she was tiny. Of course, her dad, Peter Otten, a horseman in Michigan, uh, still races a lot of horses uh, in Michigan and Canada. Uh, very, very good horseman. Um, and, you know, listen, she started from that side of the business, from the horse person side of the business, and kind of moved over to where we were doing some, uh, you know, some PR work, some announcing. And she just, you know, I remember the first time she worked with us, Mike, she just completely knocked it out of the ballpark. Yeah, for sure. She's done a heck of a job, and uh, we're super excited to have her on board for the couple of times that we get her per year. Uh, we're able to steal her from the Meadowlands for a couple of shows, so that's uh, super fun as well. Well, Mike Gina maybe is up next, and we're going to be talking the Potomac Pace. What a monstrous field this has set up to be, and, uh, uh, you know, the track record uh, might be in jeopardy here. All right, we're going to talk to Gina about it. More coming up. I'll post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at twinspires.com or on iTunes. Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire. 
Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. Let's talk about the Potomac pace, Mike. What a monstrous field this is set up to be, and Gina maybe is going to help us dissect it a little bit. Gina, what's going on? Hey, what's up? All right, what's up? What's up is the Potomac pace at uh, Rosecroft Raceway, and what a job you guys have done, uh, collaboratively with the racetrack to do uh, put this field together. Uh, you've got an amazing field, amazing drivers coming to town. And from the looks of things, uh, it looks like some of the drivers are going to stick around and maybe uh, drive a little bit too. Yeah, I think um, Brian Sears has a couple drives afterwards. And I think Yannick does too. All right. Mike? Reading this, and this is very interesting, Gina Mike Bozich here, uh, and this, this kind of es- escaped me the first uh, couple times I read this article, but uh, Rosecroft is going to offer a $10,000 bonus to any pacer that breaks the track record, 147-3, and three, that was set by Keystone Velocity back in 2017, so a 10K bonus to anybody that could break the track record, and I'll tell you what, this field is certainly capable of doing that in my opinion. Yeah, um, you know, that was something that Pete Hanley and Lisa Watts at Rosecroft came up with this year, and, you know, we're excited about it. I'm not sure that the weather is going to be all that conclusive of, you know, getting to a, you know, a 147 mile, but with these horses, it's, anything's possible. All right, Gina, let's talk a little bit about the field. American history enters this race coming off a Breeders' Crown victory at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Uh, gets Joe Bongiorno back in the bike, uh, who's been driving over the past couple of starts. That's uh, uh, four wins in the seven starts. American history draws post number two. And just his outside is Breeders' Crown runner-up Dorsa Doro Hitover, who has been really kind of turned things around uh his season didn't start off the quickest and boy i'll tell you what he's turned into a uh, real real animal here lately yeah um you know the you know here at rosecroft 
you know, the best post position is the five hole. Um, but, you know, American history doesn't necessarily look to be a strong lever, but, you know, that may work in his favor being in the two hole. Visiting with Gina, maybe. Gina, tell us about uh, some of the happenings, some of the things going on at Rosecroft uh, for the Potomac Pace coming up. Um, we have a, our giveaway, and you buy a program, and you'll get, um, I believe it's a fleece jacket with the Potomac Pace logo on it. Um, there'll be a special buffet up in the dining room, and I've already heard what's on the menu, and I'm excited to hopefully get up there. Who knows what I'll be running around and doing that day. Um, we'll be doing a meet and greet after the sixth race with the drivers from the Potomac Pace. Um, we do that every year, and that's a huge hit for, you know, the customers here at Rosecroft because they love being able to meet these top drivers. Gina, before we let you go, how are things going at, uh, at Rosecroft? Obviously, purses are really good. The racing's super competitive. I always uh, have said that, uh, you know, it's a very, very attractive wagering product. So what's been going on at, uh, at Rosecroft? Kind of give us an update. Well, you know, we changed our post time to a later post time of 7.15. We pushed it back on Sundays um, almost three hours. Um, but, you know as life here is at Rosecroft. The state of Maryland also decided to work on one of the major roads that gets the horsemen to the track. So we've had to adjust our schedule because our horsemen were, you know, caught in traffic that was added two to three hours to their ship, their shipping to Rosecroft. So we've now moved our, um, after, after the Potomac Pace Sunday, we'll be racing consistently every Monday and Wednesday at 7.15. All right, Gina. Well, listen, um, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Hey, listen, it's always good to see Rosecroft get on the national scale. And I'll tell you what, the field that uh, is going uh, to be racing in the Potomac Pace is uh, all eyes will be on you guys coming up because that is just a, a great field. Hats off to you guys for putting together such a great race. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Like I say, you know, I don't know about the, the track record. I don't know if it's going to fall because of the weather. But uh, nonetheless, it's going to be a great, great uh, atmosphere, and it's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Gina. Thank you, guys. All right, that was Gina Maybe, and uh, yeah, it's good to see. Like I say, I'm very excited, Mike, about our guy Pete Matters. He's he's got to be super excited to uh, get to call a race of this magnitude. Yeah, for sure. This is probably the biggest race uh, he's ever called, and I know I say that every year, but you know, it seems like the field gets better and better and better each and every year. And I'll tell you what, uh, I'm envious. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I got a. You know what? I'm going to just make a prediction. I got a feeling that this could be, this could be the year for Pete Madhurst to get race call of the year. Cause I, I already know it's going to be a great race call. Oh, for sure. I completely agree with that. All right. We're going to take our final time out. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by bet America and the USTA back in a moment. Hey, racing fans. We all know the ride begins well before the starting gate. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, industry events, breeding, news, and more. You know, everything that'll give you an edge come post time. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. 
brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training service in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up with large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey. There are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 715. For more information and reservations, call 201 The Big M or visit PlayMeadowlands.com. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. All right. Welcome back to this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USTA and Bet America. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy morning to join us on this Friday. We'll be back next Thursday. Big announcement about the Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards at 10.30. Good night, everybody. Can't stay here I know